think this year I, is the year that I start writing down. Look at this. I say that, and it's six, it's six months into the year. Start writing down things. <laughs> yeah, like I need to start writing down like funny stuff I say, because I I'll be like, oh, that was real funny. I should remember that. <laughs> And you can't. Cause I, I do that nonstop. Yeah, I, I don't do I that. I keep enough. so many notes in my phone. But I you know what you should keep in your phone? What? A subscription to our YouTube. Yeah, I agree. And uh, we got Dave Hermes on here today. That's right. Um, I would say for standing in for John, but Dave stands on his own. <laughs> That's right. Not standing in for John. I don't know if John will be in. He might, you know, come in mid-episode. Maybe That's right. not. we don't need him. We actually, <laughs> actually fired him. <laughs> and Rambo is the new, uh, you know, co-CEO of this company, and I, <laughs> as well as myself. <laughs> so, John, if you're listening, you just got fired. <laughs> we are accepting applications. So that said, John, if you'd like to submit one for future employment, it will, you know, you'll get a bump in line. I'll talk to somebody about that. Get HR on that. So, John is actually fortifying himself in the company. He's, I think he's painting cabinets or helping at his house. Or at no, at the shop. We're just too? we're so behind on. Well, I mean, I, it's not even really behind. It's just so much to do, not enough people, or things fall through, or yeah. people are inconsistent. And you you know you make plans and they don't work and the next thing you know the uh, person who is you know partially responsible for the whole show is down on the lower levels um, doing the work in the trenches. So I think sometimes you gotta do that. Te- there's just something right to say now, about that. Because demand, you're like you said earlier, like demand is so high right now. There's there's you know even if you're a crappy contractor, you have a job. Yeah, that. That's so true. Unfortunately, that's true. We, we do, we, I mean, we try and build in the the upper end of things. Um, but we get, you know, customers of all walks or incomes or you know values and things like that. Not so much anymore. But you still, even at the higher end, you you get people that are like, well, we want it done like right now. Like I think I'm trying to think. We had okay. we had someone of of means want a a deck. They wanted a deck, and they like they, I saw it on Instagram. Like, oh, we're looking for so and so, blah blah. And I messaged him. I'm like, well, when are you trying to do this? And this is a few months ago, maybe two months ago. They put up this post, and they were like, oh, you know, by May. And I was like, who are you gonna hire to design and build a deck to go on a home like yours and have it finished by May? And if you do hire someone, watch out. What do you call it? Like February? No, they they. I think it was like April. Oh, yeah, that's a short term. Maybe March, beginning of March. But so you got to watch out for people that are, um, you know, if if somebody can is willing to, if it, if it's Friday and they can start on Monday on your big kitchen renovation, yeah, probably a red flag. I would watch out for that. That's but. the one thing, though, too, is like I, I know how to do a little bit of stuff, but it's like I need to actively start paying attention to more things. Like I was over at my girlfriend's house and her parents – they have, like, a fan light out in their bathroom. And I'm like, I've done that before. I could fix that. Like, I'm pretty confident that I could do something like that. But then it's, like, other things, you know, they're like, well, there's also, like, siding problems. And I'm like, I don't even know the first thing about doing siding. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I met guys 
just being in, you know, doing a couple of home renovations when working with contractors, like there's some dudes out there and typically it's like carpenters. If you're a carpenter, like those guys know how to do usually most things well enough. Mm. Cause like they're just, their whole some job is to be like yeah. pretty ex- precise. Yeah. It's, and that's, you know, I, I definitely think there's the, ja- the jack of all trades you kind of have to watch out for, but I do think you do need to know a lot about a lot, even though maybe like I might not be the best, you know, electrician in the world or plumber in the world or trim contractor in the world, but I know enough that I can demand that higher quality from people that know more than me. Yeah. That's yeah. You know realistically like at, that's our role, like our Jonathan and I's role or our company's role um, is kind of just we are experts enough that we can make the experts, like, kind of push it a little bit more. Well, your background is in this stuff, too. So I feel like eventually there might yeah, be a I point do. where you're going to have to get. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, like, that's, I mean, that's what it is with John, like, being in the paint shop. He, it needed to get done. <laughs> he was just like, uh, you know, I got steady hands. I'd probably do it. How do you? And I was like, dude, I, I'll be completely honest with you. Like, I definitely pushed back on it hard. I was just kind of like, uh, I don't know, man. Like, you do you really want to take, like, what I consider the most, like, there's building cabinets and there's cabinetry, and, there's and then finishing. there's finishing cabinets, yeah. which is a whole nother skill set. If you think you're just going to open a cabinet shop and be able to paint cabinets, you're fucking stupid, like yeah. us. <laughs> well, I mean... Right? Like us. Well, we, we planned, our plan was to rely on... A few different finishers, and some of them worked out. Some of them didn't work out. Some of them worked out for a little while. Ultimately, we didn't really have our own finisher. Somebody was in within our company was always having to come out from the field to hop into the shop to finish the cabinets, or and it was just uh, it was just a headache. So, so I mean, still these is are, a headache. and but this is the arm of your company that wants to build and finish. Their own cabinetry, right? Yeah, but we—that's only for, like, we have enough of our own pro like projects that that shop stays busy on its own. Oh yeah, like we don't need to. I need to get into the teeth of of this company. I'd be, I was yeah. always thinking of like, it'd be like need to like, just you know take. No, I don't know if I'd take off work and go hang out for a day, but I almost kind of want to do it and just be like, what's kind of <laughs> what does it look like over here? Yeah, it's. You know, all my work is done on a computer, and, like, with my problem right now is, like, kind of similar to your problem. It's, like, we have a couple people on our team, on my immediate team, that we're, like, responsible for all these, like, we work off, like, a ticketing system. So we get requests from, like, the lines of business within the company to basically say, oh, we need, like, reporting, we need analytics done, we need, you know, we have data coming from different places. So our job is to go out, figure out where all the data is coming from, get, like, all that coming in uh, in an order orderly way, like, you know, whether we like schedule stuff to come in so it's like you know something drops at 8 a.m we can run these reports and have them back out to the business so they know what they're working on so the company i work for directly is like our complaints department right so like all the complaints that come in on like all the mortgages we we hold there's people that basically are actively like settling and figuring out these complaints so they need like real-time data so like where are we in our queue how are the complaints panning out? Yeah, what, like, are we settling more complaints that are coming right, in? All that nonsense. Losing money. Right. Yeah. Like, are we affecting our buyers? But, like, when you have, I have two other people that are like, 
they're decent enough, but they don't have the skill set to like do you know build databases and and you know write SQL queries and all the little skills you need to do that. But it's like everywhere I look, it's like that's a super important part. Like to get a and like that's what you're kind of running into right now with this like bottleneck effect of like. You have enough guys, but you don't have enough guys. You can never have enough guys, really. We we ultimately always want to not have enough guys. Like, the way our... I mean, the philosophies always change. And I've scaled up and down in business a few times, not successfully and successfully, more times not successfully, to know that... Um, and this is something I call subcontractors out for all the time, especially new ones, not necessarily new, new to us. I'm like, look, if I start seeing you hiring people like very quickly or constantly needing, you know, more people or you start out working on our jobs and the next thing you know, every time I come here, there's like a new face doing what you're supposed to be doing. Like I'm going to be pissed because what ends up happening is these guys, um, happened a few times where you know they'll start working with us everything will be good they'll either be new in business and then like they'll pick up momentum in their own business or they'll be in business and like maybe pick up some momentum because people see them in our instagram stories or on social media and then next thing you know they're like incredibly difficult to get a hold of and you can't get your job finished on time because they're running around chasing all the other jobs they've started and yeah. they don't yeah. have enough guys to get anything done. That's like the nature. And they need, he's like, oh, days. and then they'll say like, oh, you know, like, you know, we're just behind. I just need to find two more guys. It's like, no, motherfucker, you need to learn how to say no. And remember that, like, if you have five really good customers, taking on customers six, seven, eight, and nine is only going to fuck one through five and then you're just not going to have anything. Yeah, I guess that that comes down I've to an done issue it. of like I've done it where I've just like I thought like just saying yes and like I could just hire people or I could just get more people and like the problem is like once I got those people, you know, I had to tell them what to do. And then I had to figure out what they needed to do. Like they just didn't they did I just didn't hire them and they just like figured out what they do. The only person that relatively has ever been hired that kind of just like figured out what to do was Gilmore. So <laughs> it's trying, and that's because he just showed up. He's like, "Yeah, I can do all this stuff for you guys." And then he was just like, "Uh, yeah, I'm gonna just, you know, I'm just gonna start showing up here full time." There is, and, that, and you guys are just gonna pay no, me. And I'm like, happening. and we were like, "Yeah, that sounds good." It's not happening at all. <laughs> you guys, you need, you're gonna need me to start showing up full time next Monday. And I'm just like, "Yeah, you probably." Unless you grow up in a it's household true. where you're, you know, where you're learning how to do these kind of things, like as far as working on houses yeah you know like you have there's no like most males and females i mean it's i would say it's a male dominated field yeah we we but they don't have like yeah, if, you're it's not fresh, an if you're a greenhorn and you're fresh to the industry you probably have like probably little skillage i would imagine if you yeah it's weird a lot you of went the, to some inter, i don't know we have a young guy now jason who's in college for building I don't know if it's in for like the tech or like for the hands-on side of it or if it's more for like the construction management side of it. Yeah, it's probably construction management. If it's for construction man, like we we all the time. I hope his parents listen to this cuz every time we get a chance to like Ryan or me or I don't think John's interacted with him too much. Um a couple of like the higher managers will like be like what do you, you don't need to go back to school, buddy. Be like what are you doing? 
why are you gonna go back to school? We need you out here. Yeah, I and mean, the truth of the matter is, that. he's a good guy. He's a really good worker, real honest. Like he's he has what it takes to be successful in this. That I could very much make an argument that if he didn't go back to school and we started him, oh, yeah. like hey, look, like if you're not going to go back to school, like years. I'm going to take care of you if you listen to me. And yeah. the, like, and I've said that to so many people. Where I'm like, hey, if you listen to me for like five years. Right, it, it'll end, change your life. Right, the time and that's investment. not me being cocky. That's just me knowing what I've put into this, and observing other people and what they've put into their businesses, and the lessons they've given me. That I'm like, hey, if I can give you lessons for five years, I know I can change your life. And it's pure. That's like comes from me. Like I've said that to people, and they're like, that's real arrogant. And I'm like, no. Like I just I know in my heart that that's like we have a recipe for success to here. educate them in like what you know how to do. Yeah. I think, like, to hybrid that with, like, I mean, you have field training. You know how, like, you could walk I into a house build, and do, yeah. right, like, you can go do carpentry. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy, too? It's, like, those kind of jobs is, like, there's no automation for hanging, for doing trim work. It's incredibly laborious. If you're not calculated with your steps, you can add a ton of time. Like, there's, and that stuff takes so, like, when I did that, my house flip by myself, you like, you're looking at it and you're, you get like this. You like I knew how long it took, but then you get these like, oh yeah, that okay. I can take care of that. I can take care of that. I can get some guys on that. I can get some guys on that while I'm doing stuff like that. But until you're in the middle of it, when you're like by yourself in the house, you're like, well, no one's here. I guess I'm gonna work on like insulation or something, like because yeah. that's all I can do and like run some. You know what I mean? It's like the. I guess it's the what is that saying? It's uh, the best laid plans of mice and men. Right? It's like what you think you can. I don't even know if I'm using that term yeah, correctly because I never, use, I've never read that. Book. I would say, <laughs> I would say that's more of like in our in like the construction field or any sort of process management or project management position. If you overpromise and underdeliver, you're constantly gonna feel like on the like the wrong side of things. And I've worked with people and I've had partners. And, you know, subcontractors and different people that were like that. And I would constantly be, like, frustrated by them. And then it took me, it took me a year, like, probably five years into, like, being in business for myself that I realized that, like, these people weren't trying to fuck me. Right? They they didn't mean anything by it. They There was, no, there was nothing more than them. Like, they honestly thought, like... I'll be able to achieve this goal in this amount of time. And then when you pull them back from it and you're like, dude, you never were going to fucking be able to do that amount of work in that amount of time. You were lying to yourself. And then those people start to realize it and they start like, you know, I had had one buddy who would just, he would laugh about it. He would just be like, he would, he would do, he would throw time up and be like, how long do you think this is going to take? And he would say, and I'd be like, dude. I'm not even. I'm just gonna stop asking you because I'm just gonna take your number and I'm just gonna double it, and that's yeah. probably what it realistically is. Because it would happen with like um, tile guys, like mutual tile guys, where it's just like you, you, you don't slow down to like, like take in each task, or you you think like there's like this timer. It's well, like you, the it's like the it's like the self invited. What I get frustrated with the same thing. It's like. When you have it, like, everybody loves to, like, ask for that ETA right at the beginning. And you know, like, in your mind, it's like, all right, five weeks, 
But, like, you need communication within that five weeks to be like, where are we at right now? Oh, super critical. Like, I don't care. Because I feel like most people say the five weeks and they hold them to it. Told them to it. So, like, you almost have to get in the psychology of people and be like, hey, like, I know we said five weeks. But, like, that's just because we were saying things. But, like, during that five weeks, I need to have you actively communicate with, like, that's where you are, point. what you need. If there's anything I can do, because the, the goal here is not the five weeks. The goal here is, like, just to get it done within five weeks, maybe a couple weeks of, like, But lag. that's because there's other people's schedules and attached, they're over to, to, attached to that five weeks. So you you need to know that that guy's finishing in five weeks right. so that, like, your painters can come in behind them. Right. But the or, and then their schedule, their schedule is depending upon you communicating accurately during those five weeks. Be like, hey, we're still good for five weeks out. Right. Four weeks away. Hey, we're still good for four weeks away. That's when you can like. And then like something happens. You're like, hey, I'm, you know, find something to do for four or five days. But if we get five weeks out and you're like, uh, you I fucked up. I need to. Lines. You got to adjust it then. Right. I mean, and that's, that's what pisses me off is I have, if like I have time. Because, like, we we have a lot of projects. We have a lot of people. We have a lot of subs. We have all these things, like, things we that we so want. so many things going on. And be crazy, when you move one thing, every, everything else moves. It's like this huge, weird clock I, thing. And well, I try to explain it to people. So when you fucking move my shit, like, yeah. if you get you in the way let, of something, you know. I get fucking livid. And, like, I try not to take it personally. And I and what I do is I'll try and like educate whomever I'm frustrated with because like they probably don't see what I'm upset about. And I and I try and do that because it's like therapy where I'm like, hey, look, like I'm frustrated right now because like you don't you might not see this, but if we don't finish this house, you know, no later than next Thursday, it's going to affect the closing date, which affects the mortgage, which affects the bank, which affects all those documents, which then you know we have to re. Do inspect like there's so much and like it's like but if we can get all this little things done right in order and they all fall into piece it's like no big deal right but like my biggest thing is yes men um, it happens to me where like, I'll see a problem starting to happen and I'll be like hey like I see this problem with said trade and I'll be like hey subcontractor B I'll be like hey get ready I might need to like I might need help on this project and I'll go to subcontractor A that's in play. And I'll be like, hey, this isn't personal, but, like, I feel like there's something, like, you're either delayed over on this other project, you're distracted on somebody else's project, like, something else is going on, you have personal things, go like, whatever it is, like, I don't care. I kind of care, but I don't. Like, ultimately, the success of, like, this overarching thing is more important for everybody else involved. So, like, if I have to make a change and pull you off and, like, get someone to help you finish this, let me know now. Right. Yeah. It's because almost, if we get three weeks away, when you have to, when it's critical for you to finish, and you're nowhere fucking around, I'm not going to be able to find that guy to help, and then I'm, and then I'm going to be fucked, and then you're going to wonder why I'm mad, and then you're going to be like, hey, dude, like, w like, what, do, what's the future look like for our relationship? And I'll be like, if you have to fucking ask me that, you know the, you know the answer. That's like the, I mean, I don't know if I think it's pretty consistent in all like walks of business, but you do have people that. uh you know, they, they won't communicate actively. Um, it's like they hide. A little bit, and they, like, it's just like a, it's almost like a human tendency to kind of, to, to not communicate like that, because, but you really, really need that, and if you can, like, master that, can, here's the other thing, too, is, like, imagine if you have somebody that's really good at that, 
and that relationship starts to to wane a little bit. You're you're like constantly managing relationships. You're constantly managing projects. The, the two of those, it's like when you look at a timeline, you're looking at it at like a almost like a project management like software where it's like this goes and this goes and here's the lag time. Yeah, like are on connected. A, on a Gantt chart. If you're yeah, listen, if you're chart, listening and is, you don't uh, know what a Gantt chart, G A to minimize like what is it? Minim- the whole idea of that is to minimize what do they call it's it? Lag like time, time? Yeah, like time collapsing. Like you yeah. see where there's inconsistencies. Like what what processes depend on other processes? Can these processes run in, you know independently from other processes and then they all kind of converge at that I'm obsessed with these things. Our software runs on this stuff. Yeah, they're they're useful, but like that that is not the nature of people. That's the nature of like science and things that work and can be calculated and, and, and controlled. And right now what you're working through is like your economy is a scale. You have a lot of talented people. You have a lot of good contact contacts and you have, you're doing all these wonderful things. But like when you talk about economy scales, you don't have total control of everything that goes on until you have total control of everything that goes on. You can't, that's kind of a, that's, that's the model, but that's, very hard to attain. So it's like your yeah. job is the constant struggle to take what you have and attain that. Yeah. I think that if you like went back to that conversation and that person was honest about like, Hey, like I'm worried I'm not going to make the deadline for you guys. Yeah. I like that level of honesty. Although you think like you think like you're failing me, at that point you're helping in time. you out because you know now. But, like, you're giving me time to adapt to a problem right. instead of completely fucking you. You know the I will for yeah. I will forever appreciate that right. person in a way. There's there's people that do that. So it's your job now. Yeah. And you know that as, you know, a project manager, you're pretty, like, you're a pretty approachable guy. So, like, as you're in the field now, it's like so. yeah. that's your biggest – that's your one of your MOs right now to add to your, like, board of shit I need to, like, master is being able to, like, look – I need you to know that you need to have 100% communication with me. And if things look like they're not going to hit the deadline, just tell me. Just mm-hmm. tell me. Like, put that ease, like, make them, like, feel, I don't know. Cause you, yeah, even but if here's you the do problem, that, though, too, even though, they might you want to drive, like, production, and you don't want to, like, be too weak off the bat. Because I've seen this even with my work. Like, you'll, I'll go to people like, hey, can you, can you do this? You know, like, some people are just good with it. Some people can just do it. But some people, you know, like you got to keep them motivated. Saying. It's hard to keep the the ball when you're like too nice. It's kind of they kind of just take advantage. That's of That's why they're going to replace us with robots. <laughs> yeah, dude. Robots. Bring on the robots, bro. I was uh, talking to a guy this week who lives down the street, and he's done pretty well for himself. He had a pretty successful landscaping business, and uh, he's got some like he's got a real big house. Nice. Couple, I think he's got a, like a couple little boats. He's got cars and shit. Uh, he's like a materials guy, but he's like. He's always into stocks and, like, taking flyers on things. And he was telling me about this. He's like, yeah, you should check out, like, AITX or something. It's, like, this company. I have to look it up. But it's, like, they're using robotics to replace uh, security, like, security guards and stuff like that. It's, like, uh, SAITX or AITX. But it's, like, a couple cents a share. That might be it. But, yeah, robotic. Wow, look at that. I didn't even know what it was, and he found it. (laughs) That would take me, like, four Google searches. But he was like, yeah, you should, you should check this out. I'm not like, I mean, I'm not going to take a flyer, but it's just something to keep an eye on because it's just, you know, right, you, you talk about, like, disruptive technologies, and the, your particular business is, like, where disruptive technologies do not have a really clear path yet. You can't automate the installation of a tile shower. You can't automate, you know. Uh, I think it's coming. Because if you, if <laughs> you, could, coming, you right? could build, if you could build a whole house in a Rambo, warehouse. Rambo, give me another beer. 
If you, could, <laughs> if you could build a whole house in a warehouse, you could automate our jobs. Yeah, well, like a modular home. And then come on, and then the crane, you drive but it out even, to site and the cranes put it together. But even developing the technology, I mean, we've done that to a point, right? Like we've yeah. developed like trusses and all the prefab stuff that they can roll out and throw up. But like you still need those finishing guys, those guys to secure. Yeah, like I would just say like in my line of business, like I could be fired like yesterday if my company <laughs> wanted to spend a few hundred thousand dollars on, you know, system innovation and stuff like that. I don't think it would cost them much money to replace me. Well, how come you just like what what is it about your job that they that your company needs as opposed to just like just do they need to know this information to help people or is it more so like yeah. they're trying to make the assessment they around mean, helping people? The assessment and the analytics helps each line of business like pretty pretty uh pretty a lot like pretty if you lot. can like big, if big you can give somebody the data before because they they have to they basically have to get into that there's so, so they much see going where problems on. are happening so that they can prevent problems i think the the yeah but the also the problem is is the sheer numbers of what's actually going on mm. and we have so much we have so many loans under our care we have like 3 million loans but when you really start to deal with things in the in 3 million it's a lot of uh instances and you need like a lot of people to take care of like the fact that you own like or you oversee three million loans so the company what the company does it's like a mortgage subservice or so anything goes along with mortgage like customer service and uh you know in uh, accounting and investor rela- or investor reporting when they start to like package these things as securities like that's a big you know overarching uh and the fact that in the mortgage market like these things are constantly bought and sold so they're constantly switching hands so like we have to keep up with that. We have to keep up with the fact that, like, taxes have been paid or not paid. Like, there's so much that goes into – like, that's the, that's the crazy thing about the, the mortgage industry part. and the housing industry. It's so complicated and almost unnecessarily so. So, you know – Yeah, just give me the money, right? Well, think about, like, your local municipalities. They all have, like, different rules of when they want to get paid their taxes. They have different rules of how much your taxes go to schools at certain times of the year. It's so, like – Nothing is consistent. Like, you could live in Colorado and live in Pennsylvania and in, in a certain subset of Pennsylvania and be paying your school taxes in February or be paying your school taxes in August. But if you use a subservicer company, they need to keep track of when your shit's due because if not, they pay the tax penalties for that local municipality if they're late. So there's all these crazy – but it's like, you know, it you're a big so blockchain wasteful. guy, yeah. right? Right? So it does seem wasteful. It seems wasteful and, in like, the architecture of a, of a bunch of problematic human beings. Like, why not just make a form like you like a formal system of like this is when people get paid, like this is when you know money hits accounts. But like beyond that, you know, dude, China did that back in the day. day. Dude, I don't know what I don't know what dynasty. I'm gonna throw a dynasty. I'm not gonna throw a dynasty. One of the dynasties they they invented all the like um, building orders. It's like eight building orders or something. Where all the buildings in the whole country at that time were all building. That sounds like the Chinese would do something like, like that. they were all building like I don't even know. They were like in units. They were they, there was like, a plan. Each column, every column was the same size. Right. Every was, pillar, no right. matter where you went, right. everything was all there was done a standardized. The same. So it you makes could, sense. But at that same time, they didn't just they didn't also do that with just building. I wonder they did that with like the whole everything in the country at that time that could be like automated was. I wonder, and this might sound like weird off the bat, but like. Bear with me. Roll with me. Like, look at a company. Everybody always loves to, like, say, oh, well, 
universal healthcare works in Scandinavian countries. I'm like, because it's a everyone, small ass fucking country. It's a small country, and they're pretty uniform, right? The Chinese, like, they have complete control over their people, and they're all Chinese, right? It's like in America, we have so many people, so many combating interests. So it's like our big, I feel like our hu- our biggest job right now is to figure out how really to work together. And I feel like it's the basics of what this conversation is. It's like you have to over communicate because the way I we're communicating heard, I, right we, now. I heard an interesting like thing about that where it's if you say you have like two people in your company, you have like two times communication. But if you have four people in your company, you actually have like 16 times right, communication because each one of those people has to, dude, this dog is going crazy over here. He's like knocking shit off. He, uh, he wants to join the podcast. So you just, you, it, and it was, it was part of like this consultant that we hired to help us scale. And he was like explaining to us kind of like, if you don't have the right people in each one of these positions, can be over communicating, you're completely fucked. And then he also said, um, the average person needs to be like told something seven times. Yeah. And we, and like the day before Jonathan, like almost lost his shit on somebody that he felt like he had told. He, had, I, I can't remember what the anecdote was or if he between were telling, but he, he, like we locked eyes in this meeting and I was like seven times, dude, you've told that dude three or four times. You got to tell him three more times. Yeah. And he was already so frustrated about over, having to over communicate. Well, you know, like one of the big things they push on us is like, we have to have policy and procedures for every process. So if I like build out a database with, you know, backend code and shit, all that stupid bells and whistle, I got to document all that stuff. So if someone who walks in tomorrow with a, you know, enough skill like that, of like, you know, basic programming skill, they can, can come in, in and understand what yeah. it is. But it's like, you almost have to do like, I was thinking, I was like, you know, I was uh, thinking today, I'm like, you know, if I go over and place that bathroom fan, there's a set of procedures there, right? There's, like, uh, little notes you should know about, like, how did how far to dig in with, like, uh, you know, if you have to cut a hole with a drywall. Like, you don't want to go, you want to be, like, ginger with it. You don't want to slice another wire. You make more work for yourself. It's, like, things like that you need to know. Especially in this business, there's so many variables. There's so many variables in your business. I mean, you do new construction, so it's probably, like... New construction... And re- like the remodel business takes way more energy than the new construction business. Oh, yeah. Like I would you imagine. can't like new construction's pretty much. I'm gonna get shit for this. Is pretty much plug and play. It's not really because you got people involved. It is but more if, than remodel. If, if you looked at our like scheduling system, the template for every new home is pretty much the same. There's like little nuances that come. You know, is there. You know, geothermal heating and air. Like, do we have to drill some holes in the yard before? Okay, no. All right, same as always then. There's not a whole lot of variation except yeah. for what the design and the ultimate project Yeah, is. like remodel, you can be, like, ripping a wall out, and there's, like, the it's Ark like, of the Covenant. You're like, well, i got to take care of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously, somebody is, contact though. the fucking Pope. we got to slow this down. Oh, man. we got to stop work order. I, I remember when I was, like, real young, my parents had that house that I basically helped them finish. Um, the one that my sister has. And it's like, I went over there when I was in college. You know, I might have been home from break, and I was just, like, bored. Because I get super bored super easy. And I went over, and I'm like, I'm going to start demoing the kitchen. So I start, like, hitting things and taking out cabinets and putting them in the trash. And I hit, like, the main water line in. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, like, leaking. And I'm like, uh, oh, that's not good. <laughs> so I call my dad. I'm like, hey, I, I hit a water thing, and it's it's not too bad, but it's leaking. I don't know how to shut it off. 
But, like, you don't know that there's, like, a main valve into a house. Like, you need to shut the main off, yeah. right? But I was, like, 18. I didn't know what that was. I never even spent any time. I was just dicking around. <laughs> you just smashing just, some I, cabinets. Yeah, except just, like, you can't sit still. You're doing karate. But, uh. <laughs> That's what I picture Dave just being like. There was a little bit of that. But then you do something stupid, like. You'll be like kicking drywall out, and you don't know that they like put another like I don't know stud on the other side or across. And you kick it out, and it's just like there's nothing. Your foot's not going through that. Like <laughs> mentally, you're like yeah, it's just drywall. But then when you hit like a two by four, and you're like, that's not what I was expecting. Like you, you don't do that anymore. <laughs> like when I was in there, you know, I we weren't insured. We were just like trying to get the house done. So I had my buddies over there helping with demo. I'm like, look, like there is a nail. And there is a screw in every single one of these walls. Because what they had done in that house is they had plastered it and then drywalled over, which is, you know. So, like, the, the house was pretty old. So, as I was taking stuff off, it's like you had the drywall screws and then you had those, you had the nails for the plaster, or whatever, however the plaster worked, and then all the lath. So, it's like you could turn and just slice your hand, like, arm with, like, the lath that was, you know, in the corners yeah. and stuff. So, I'm like, you have to, like, make sure that you're on your P's and Q's. Don't work that fast. Like, I, my one buddy was, like, working real fast and, look, look, take it slow, like, you don't know what's behind that wall. Like, these are the kind of things you have to anticipate. But it was, like, being on site with them, super helpful because you could work with them, drive the process, and, like, get things done. Now, that's simple. It's demo stuff. But it's really hard to communicate that to customers. Oh, yeah. Um, we, we, like, we don't let all the customers have, like, the access of the software just because some of them just, just aren't really into that usually it's just not going to be any benefit to the relationship but customers like that are into technology or you know they're tech people or can like whatever you know maybe they're younger and they're used to using software like that we'll let them have access to it and it's it sometimes is really really nice when you can have a client that can observe like the live schedule because then they're not wondering like it's the same thing you it's deal like, with. It's like, why why can't we do the plumbing this week? It's like, well, the countertops are getting templated today. It takes, you know, seven to ten days for us to get the stone back. As long as everything comes back good with the stone, the plumbing can, you know, go, like the sink and everything and the faucets. The countertops need to go in for the faucets to go in and the sinks okay. to go in and all and the rest no of the stuff. So, so if, like... Yeah, sure. The plumber could show up, but he's gonna like he's gonna do two <coughs> bolts, and he's gonna have to, have to find something to right. do. He's gonna do the toilets so, like, and then come back for the kitchen. Sometimes like, what people see is like us waiting around, isn't waiting. It's like strategic waiting. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah. hey, we know if he comes next Tuesday, what would take five days will only take three days because he'll have four more people with him, and then our project will be affected. Like there's that going across multiple projects in the teens. So it's just kind of like you kind of have you when people you learn like you do get frustrated with customers, but you learn to kind of like, or at least I am learning. Like I, I step back and be like, why is this person texting me at nine fifteen at night about this, right? Or on a Sunday of Memorial Day weekend at eight, whatever. It's like why, and then it's like okay, let me take a step back. If I wanted my house done. And that was, you know, that million dollars I was spending was, like, very important to me. Maybe I would feel justified in texting someone to get some clarifications on some things on a Sunday. I think you have to just, like, I think deep down you probably don't care that they do that. I don't care. 
because you when have they do to it to that. me, it really doesn't bother me. My like dad, Gilmore sees me on the phone when we hang out. Like yesterday, I was on the phone, yeah, just like blasting. I like you just have to get ahead of the emails. Like it, just, it, I it is my, what it is. Like I try and separate that out, especially if it's like Ariel time. I try not to cross that because I'll true. get I'll get fucking pissed off sometimes in the middle of dinner, and I'll just <laughs> be like, "What the fuck just happened?" And yeah. they'll be like, "I just read something I shouldn't have." Yeah. Um, but it's more so like you have to understand that person and like what they're trying to do. And I don't care that they're texting me um, or John probably doesn't care that they're texting him. Um, it's more so like when they're texting like the lower guys or our subcontractors or our project managers, like some of them, yes, like you should be texting them, right? That's their job. But it's like, sometimes it's like, Hey, it's like Tuesday night at like nine thirty at night. Like these people have kids. Like these people also have lives outside of work yeah. that if, we don't respect that. It's a little like it'll start affecting like like like. Um, so I'll talk about Ryan, for instance, because fuck him. If he <laughs> like say he's constantly getting questions at nighttime from customers or on the weekends, and like he's not focused on his kids, like and then his wife could be mad at him. Like I don't. That's not. I'm not saying Melissa. That's what's actually happening. But you could be mad at Ryan for being distraught. Like theoretically, like and then he's coming into work like. You know, things aren't that great at home right now because, like, I'm not focused on, you know, that half hour my wife needs for me at brunch on Sunday. Like, I'm not giving that to her because I'm texting clients. Like, that does then come back into the business. So, like, you have to realize that, like, these people's lives, like, they're here to work to make their goals happen in their lives. And then they come back to work to make more goals happen in their lives. If those goals aren't fruitful or, you know, realized like and they're having problems and things like that like then ultimately like what's the fucking point yeah but it's a it's a fine line with that because if you have i mean it's almost like how do you solve for that do you have a couple insulators that say like look um i'll contact the customers and just be like hey look like look i mean you'd set up i've pulled i've pulled pulled customers aside and been like hey look can you not do would you mind like this person's working very hard for us and very hard on your project to make everything happen in a perfect sense. Like you can see them working this hard. Would you mind not being so invasive like during these hours? Like, can I ask that of you? And that, and I've never had someone be like, most times they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Like they just don't even realize how invasive they're being. Because like most well, people, most offer, people, unfortunately, they operate in their own little world. Yeah, well, you, you also That's like, everybody. Have a, there's no precedent set where like, Here's your operational hours. Like, and, you know, these include, like... Yeah, but there's, Because at that point, you're not 24-7. You can't be 24-7 because 24-7 is going to hurt the business because in your personal lives are going to be affected. But you could, like, but how many hours do people feasibly need to be in touch with you about building their home? Like, do they, like, can you set a precedent early to say, like, hey, like, we're going to do this for you. We're all, we we we're available all the time. We're available business hours. It's really like, just the technology is so available now that people just like they don't think anything of just like oh I can just text that person. Oh I can just text that person. So instead of like what should be consolidated into like a quick phone call or like that one meeting a week, like hey, why don't you bring those questions to like our weekly meeting on site at your project, and like we can run through all those right then. Like if you're texting me thirteen times a day. About Hello? stuff that doesn't really fucking matter. No, agreed. it's gonna bog the whole project, like bog everything down, and then it's like you're yeah, yeah, ultimately that's, not that's gonna get the results. So I have to. It's my job. Like if I respect the subs to communicate with me, 
I also have to communicate with the customer and be like, hey, you're like, you're getting in the way of success. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean. You have to do it delicately. But. Do it delicately. We also set the president, like in that initial meeting, like you got to basically set like a precedent for how you're going to be communicating. But I mean, there's what I wouldn't, it wouldn't have to be superly rigid, but at least you would start with the upper, at least you would start with the, here's our policy for, you know, like interaction and how we like to do things and. I'm sure if you need something a one-off, but like I can't be doing multiple emails. Like, what? Well, let's have you know, dual, you know, biweekly meetings or something. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to brainstorm what a uh, He's fine. what a uh, what a solution to that would look like. Like that's how my I would brain just works. Not. It's just dealing because like there's no point in setting those rules up because every customer relationship is different. different. Every person's different. But you have to understand you're like a corporation, you're an entity now, so it's like. For, yeah, if you like, said that in front of John, though, he'd burn this whole fucking building down. I'm saying, like, op, like here's our operation hours, right? Yeah. But then you have a couple guys. Like, what I would really like to see is, here's your operation hours. Then you have a couple of guys that are, that are like, trained, and, and they, their job is to know, like, hey, you are on call this weekend for all the calls that come in. Mm-hmm. So, like, your subject matter expertise of what's going on has to be as high as mine and the other guy. You have to, that's like a thing that you got to do with then. So it's like, and then next week, it's like, this guy is the, the insulator. He takes all the bullshit if bullshit comes. Mm-hmm. So those guys have, like, so it's just, yeah, we're, just I see what ways you're saying. Ar- around, it's not, it's just a brainstorm, you know what I mean? It's mm. like, here's what you could do. Yeah, or you, this, each, to me, this each makes person, sense as a non-expert in the field. E- each person, though, like, there's not, like, one person in charge of, like, all the projects. Yeah, but you could have, There's, you know, like, Ryan's in charge of operations, and then Ryan has project managers under him. Right. They're dealing on the project. I deal with, like, sales, marketing, um, but if, most of the if customers. if Johnson calls you up, I mean, you could have, like, a... It, I've never spent any time in yeah. business, so I don't even know how a regular phone call would go. If there's no regular phone calls. <clears throat> right. Well, I'm just saying, like, what you deal with on the on the daily. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know, man. It's, it's like you plan your day. Or at least for me, it's like I plan my day, and then the day happens completely different than what I planned. And the yes. only reason I have planned is so that I can look back on it and be like, none of this happened. I need to get this done at nighttime now. I uh, I was telling Gilmar when I came in, I'm like, there's nothing going on like too that's giving me too much. Like, I wouldn't say it's like I guess it's cr- creative like humor, creative humor going on. So like, I'm like in this state where I just I'm getting more into how do I make my personality fit what I have to get done. And I would say I'm like a weird personality, like a type A personality that can be like extremely, I won't say lazy, but like I can turn off for like days and just get nothing done. And then I can go into these streaks where I'm like, I'm like hyperproductive. Like I don't, like I want everything. Like I I need, I need to know, like don't waste your moments. I get very short with people that like waste words. That they'll come to me and they'll be like, all right, well, they'll spend a minute asking me a question. I'll be like, all right, so you need this? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay. I'm like, that didn't have to take a minute and a half. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and they're like, you, like, what am Do I? Do you keep lists? Uh, yeah, and I, I keep lists, but I, I have a whiteboard that's like just, if you don't have a whiteboard, get a whiteboard. Get a big whiteboard. Because all the thoughts that you don't want to keep in your head, you can neatly put like, Here's my, you know, I keep all my finances, like my number, like how much money I have in my accounts, like weekly, so I can say if I'm saving money. Like I know I am, but I want to make sure. And it's like, 
here's stuff I have to do for work. Here's like some like interview stuff for people that have contacted me. Like, but I also have, you know, like you said, keeping a list is good. Keeping stuff handy is good. Keeping it at the ready, like doing, you know, that's, I need to employ more of that, but I don't have a printer and I'm debating. <laughs> I'm like, should I get a printer? No, I need a notebook. I love notebooks. I just need like a, like an eight by 11 notebook. <clears throat> but my, like we do a lot of policy and procedures and they're all on Microsoft word in like a folder. So I'm like, what if I print all those out? Like I like, if I have to do like manual stuff that I'm programming for, like first I print the thing out and I see what they're doing through their policy and procedures. And I basically like code based on what they're doing. So like any step they have, I figure out like a code around that step so it can be automated so that a computer can do what they were doing. If I get that, sometimes I don't get that. Sometimes I have to like dig that up, but I don't know. Like, I don't even know what I was getting out of that. You're but molding I, your personality. Yeah, to get more I've shit just done. been like more in tune for work lately. <laughs> You're listening. Like, yeah. I've been, you really are a good listener. I like listen back to the podcast and I'm like, I like, he'll go on about something and then like, and when I'm here, I'm like, what? I'm like, my brain's moving too fast, but not fast in like a, like a good way it's just like <laughs> it's, not, it's not paying attention i have severe ADHD. he's just so but, excited to be here there's a gun on the, there's a neon gun on the table yeah. i listen back to the podcast and i'll be like and whatever and when i listen to what you're saying as a listener now not as like an act a participant i'm like that made a lot of sense but when i was sitting here i was like i was like what like i can't, <laughs> I can't do it man my uh i was listening to uh rogan he had the guy from counting crows on mm. I've been following me. I I have not been listening to Joe Rogan. I don't like. Listen I to it all I was the time. so into Joe Rogan up until like last fall, and then I think what happened was he moved to Spotify. Yeah, and then I just stopped getting his stuff in my feed, so yeah. I stopped listening. It's yeah. a long listen too, though. It's three hours Same. on these conversations, so like I'll skim the podcast like every every week or so. I'll see who he's had on, and he just had like Sebastian Unger on. Oh, I'll de- I I skim for sure. Like I'll go, I'll be like, I don't give a shit with that. Like if Elon Musk is on, I'll listen for three hours. Like that's yeah. The uh, but oh, what was I saying about that? About Joe Rogan? Something about Counting oh, Crows. The Counting Crows guy was on. He said something f- interesting, and I only listened to that because I was like, that guy looks. All right, first of all, we need to talk about Counting Crows. What time is it, Gilmar? Five fifty-seven. Okay, the. Uh, the Counting Crows guy does not have uh, uh, dreadlocks. You ever see that guy perform? He wears dreadlocks. It's a wig. That's he's like fake. this little Jewish guy. He would Adam Durwitz is. I don't know if he's Jewish, but he looks kind of Jewish. Not like that's a bad thing, but he looks like from that part of the world, like Israel. Counting Crows part of the Jewish. Apparently, maybe he once a time or once upon a time had. Uh, Was they look like some fake ass? Uh, <laughs> what the hell is it called? Dreadlocks. And apparently he wears wigs on stage. Yeah, dude, that's him in the lower right-hand corner. There was yeah. a picture of him. He looks like Tom He looks like Tom Peters from the barbecue place. Let me scroll I'm, down a little bit. I'm surprised bit. you get more shit for, like, doing that. Because now people get, you know, you're, like, culturally... No, look at the over, over in the left. See that picture of him, like, with his face? Like, that doesn't he look like Tom Peters, kind of? In that picture? More, he looks more like a Middle Eastern guy. Maybe he's from, like, Libya. Tom doesn't look like a Middle Eastern guy. Interesting. Huh. Anyways, he was saying how... How do we fi- feel about wigs, um, guys wearing wigs? Uh, I don't fucking I care. Think about it, man. If your whole front right. of your... Right, if it makes I you mean, feel you happy... Got, you got some thick-ass hair there, too. Yeah, I got yeah. some beautiful hair. I think hair. all of us, too. We got You lucky. got some beautiful hair, yeah, dude. Got we got, hair. I got lucky, dude. Hair. Dude, my little brother doesn't have, you know... he. I mean, he's been shaving his head for so long, but he doesn't grow his hair out ever. I wonder... I was talking to him a, a couple of weeks he's ago. he's not balding, right? 
His hair is just like I think he's balding by choice. Yeah, I, I, Timmy's not. <laughs> Timmy's not balding. I think it's just like he's always he kept just a tight. He, cut. Yeah, he used he's to doing the, the after high the, school. Uh, just like fuck it. Yeah, but he's also in the. He's in the. Yeah, but sometimes it benefits him to have like beards and hair and shit. He's not. Like the, he's not in the like. He's not. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's not into grooming standards. Anyways, he was saying how like people with ADD have a. Uh, they take like speed or Adderall. They get like real calm. Yeah. And uh, when I t- like, I have a prescription, so I take it. I get like really, like I start thinking clearly. I like my mind slows down. Time release. Yeah, time release. That shit'll fuck you up, dude. Though. I take it very sparingly. My maybe once or twice a week if I do. I I took it today. I haven't taken it in probably a week and a half because mm. it's just strong. Like some days you get off it and you're like, whew, like you're productive. So like tomorrow I can be just as productive remembering this mindset. But if I had to take this drug to feel like this tomorrow, would my body two days on it would just be like, we need a break. Dude, my and brother's time like took the time release stuff in uh, when he went to college, and I remember he, I forget like the finer details of the thing, but I would like stop by my mom's house, and he'd be like in the middle of the night, he'd be like up reading for like school, and yeah. I'd like come by at the daytime, he'd be like reading same spot, and I'd be like, what the. F- fuck is timmy on right now yeah. <laughs> he's really about school and then he fucked his sleep up he like the time release adderall like he figured out that like uh i think i'm remembering this correctly like he just like after he was just like i i'm not doing school anymore fuck this shit like it's not worth me like having to like because he was like i guess he just like was having to do it that way to get the school work done mm. that he was just like yeah I could, I could be successful in other places. I don't, I don't, I don't need to do this. And then it, it was true. Like, I think he wanted to, he originally, like, thought he wanted to be a doctor and then, you know, did a couple term semesters at Bucks and was like, yeah, it's nah. Tough. <laughs> That's really I'm going to be a major league gunfighter. <laughs> <laughs> LGF, baby. Yeah, it was probably, like, what, like two, two or three years ago that I just, not that I started taking my sleep seriously, but, like, you make sure you get it. I didn't used to take my sleep seriously until I met Ariel and still didn't take sleep seriously. And um, one day, she, it, I guess, I don't know what she said to me, but it finally just, like, clicked. It was, like, all the things your body does while you're sleeping affects, like, all this other stuff. And she said something in a very much, like, well, like, you're trying to do all this, like, you know, like, you're, you're trying to perform at a high level, but like you're just you're just not gonna be capable of yeah. because you're like void of all of these things you need. So like I don't know what you think you're doing, but like you're this ain't it. Yeah, you're out. And I literally just just like oh, sub man, that hurt. That hurt. That thing. Right, but but it was true. Yeah. As soon as I started taking that seriously, I, you know, my whole I would say like my life became easier too because like you're in bed by ten thirty. Like you're not going out. Yeah. You're like, I know what I'm going to be doing. It's more so like the, the bedtime ritual, though. Like yeah. You shouldn't have the TV on Mm-mm. certain, because the blue light triggers your body's like, we're not going to go into that. But it's it, it basically simulates the sun. Yeah. It makes your body stop creating melatonin, which helps you go to fucking sleep. Mm-hmm. And then your body, you know, gets in the habit of not creating enough melatonin. And then you got insomnia type problems and then your body's not all your all the proteins that are released that like heal your brain only happen during like certain cycles certain cycles of sleep certain cycles so like alzheimer's and like these you know brain issues that are like later in life because like the human being 
we know today is living longer than it was not even that long ago. Right. So, like, we're having these, like, brain things like Alzheimer's and stuff like that. But it's really just a deterioration of, like, the brain's performance related to sleep and oral bacteria. Mm. Isn't that fucking crazy? So, brush your teeth and go to fucking bed. Yeah. And you will be better off from that shit. <laughs> I mean, dude. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, ever since. Um, people, like, people have no idea why you brush your teeth. It isn't. It, I didn't know. It really doesn't have anything to do with keeping your teeth clean. Oh, I thought that's why my teeth are so white. No, it's like you, you're <laughs> trying not. to get all that bacteria out of your mouth because, like, the bacteria in your mouth, like, if you get an oral infection, that's, like, straight to your brain. Yeah. And then you fuck. My toothaches suck. My yeah, toothaches are like, fuck, like, I can't yeah. do anything. Dude, this dog is so good. Yeah, Rambo. He I was, was always a, like, I love female golden retrievers because they're, they're, like, just kind of docile, but well, he's got he's a dick. Going. He's got a dick. He's got a dick. Fat, he's just got fat dick. So I know, I'm not like I kind of had like a predisposed. I was like, oh, he's a male. I was like, I won't, you know, like him, but he's really good. So you're you're a fucking feminist. A little bit. We always <laughs> he's, a canine, he's a canine feminist. God we always had a dude. This crazy bitch that lives near me. Um, <laughs> fuck, dude. I am. I do. I just thought about this interaction I had with her on Sunday that just like grinded my gears. But yeah. anyway, when I got Rambo, she was like, "Yeah, we used to have golden retrievers." I'm like, "Oh, you fucking People bitch!" Always wanna you did. You, you used to have golden retrievers. She goes, "Yeah, yeah. The 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 females' urine burns the grass." And I'm just like, "The fuck what? are you talking about?" And Rambo's are fucking peeing. The little baby Rambo's are peeing on the ivy. Like, I'm burning this grass right here. <laughs> Was she Dude, like she fucking giving you a heads up. She's like roundabout telling you not to be mi- for be mindful where he pees. No, yeah, maybe I don't. Uh, right over my like, head. She, ever- this woman, chased me down on Sunday. I'm like on my way out, or maybe it was Saturday. On my way to jujitsu in the morning, and I'm like, that shit starts at eight. I live 15 minutes away. It's 11 minutes, and I'm walking to my car. I'm late. This woman's coming running out of her house to tell me, Andrew, it's fucking raining out. Andrew. I'm like, oh, shit. I, I was previously on our homeowners association board. I've since resigned because of people like her call, <laughs> like calling me and shit. Be like, this is Deborah. I really am upset about the roots on the sidewalk over by uh, address. And I'm just like, oh, stop fucking calling me. I resign. <laughs> so this woman comes out to tell me about... Some gutter issue she's having, and this, that, or the other thing. And I go, look, like, hey. I'm, like, looking at my watch. I'm, like, hey. Like, I have a lot to do today. Like, I'm, I I have somewhere to be. Right. I know it's Saturday, but, like, I have somewhere I have to be right now. Like, and then she just fucking lost it on me. Like, just completely fucking lost it on me. Well, I mean, so I'm standing there. Your like, delivery can be sometimes. I, I was just, like, no, but I was just, like, and she's, like, you know what? I tried to be nice, but you don't even care. There it is. And I was like, literally, and she just care, storms Andrew. off. And then and <laughs> she, that's, she, okay. that's okay, right? <laughs> yeah. So, but it happens so suddenly. Like, it happens. Like, I literally upset her, and I didn't even realize I upset her in such an aggressive manner that she just turned and she was yelling at me as she was walking away. And I literally was just like, I don't she have any. I yelled over. So I was like, I have no idea what happened. <laughs> You know, but funny. I hope you have a good day. And you don't even care. And I was just like, holy shit. Holy when you live among people. Shit, I got to get out of this neighborhood. When you live among people, you realize how crazy people are. Like, my buddy lives up in Richboro, and he's got five immediate neighbors. 
But, like, they're all nuts. Like, the one across the street, like, punched the other dude in the face, and now he's going to jail for two years because he broke his orbital bone in Richboro. Like, big houses, nice houses. But it's like, people are fucking crazy no matter where you put them. Wait, so, wait, in a nice neighborhood in Richboro. Not not even a neighborhood on Worthington Mill Road. Like, they're just, like, properties. And the fucking people are, like, fighting with each other. See, and that's why I tried to explain to people, like, you need the jujitsu. Like, you don't necessarily get to decide when your neighbor's going to punch you in the face. Broke his orbital right? You think You think you're like, oh, blah, 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 like, we're good. We barbecued last summer together. What? Bam. In the face. Right in the kisser. You know what's interesting? <laughs> you got no, no warning. You got no fight training. You back just got in, punched in the face on a Saturday. Back in the day, people used to, like, live. <laughs> I feel like people lived closer to their friends than they do today. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah well, no, sure. I think well, what it was, was, I don't think it, yeah. Like, Maybe that was that, but I think back in the day, you relied on other people more. Like, the idea of a block party came from the fact that, like, at one point, some people on the same block were so cool with each other, they threw a, a block party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, do they still people, do that? They'll, like, park I don't at, they'll see that happening In that Philly, much dude, back where, like, where Molly where fucking lives. Dude, she, like, back when I was living with her, you, like, down in South Philly, she, like, it's like, she would left for work, I left for work, I'm like... Walk into my truck and there's like I like I can't even get my fucking truck out from where it's parked because like like they literally have like neighborhood people's cars like you would block in the like, street like and a it's party like, but like you're at disadvantage you're like I gotta get my <laughs> truck and they're like oh, oh I didn't get it out I didn't get out oh, it, was <laughs> it was just like it was like and it was just like these like things like corn cobs and Hispanics just like did and I was literally just like I'm not fucking going I'm staying here I called my brother I was like I said work Saturday but apparently we're partying today dude corn cobs everywhere yeah I think at that point you have no you have no option other than I never experienced that dude like we me and Molly lived in the city for like like we hadn't lived in the city that long and it was like the spring had come around I'm like oh this is like a new environment I never really like experienced this whole scene and I felt like every weekend when I would go out I'd kind of have to like peek around the corners of the streets because I'm like dude what like is it going to be like a block party (laughs) like one day like I was riding my bicycle to go to the gym and I was like we lived in South Philly um by like the Italian market and I was going to the Union League over by like Samson by City Hall and I like came up on the fucking like gay naked bike ride or some shit. And I'm just like, I stopped here on my bike and I was just like, what's this? Why are people like, why, like what's this big obstruction at this intersection? Like, I'm just, the fuck is everybody looking at? And just like dicks, just riding bikes down the street. Just Hell yeah. And fucking dicks flapping around. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know that. people on bikes? Oh, yeah. Wow. Just like for, and it was like, like minute, it was minutes long. Like I, I had taken pre-workout. <laughs> And I remember, like, pulling up on this, and, like, if you've ever taken pre-workout, like, you realize, you're, like, if you take the pre-workout on the way to the gym, and you hit, like, some traffic, it's, it's, a, sometimes it's a struggle. That's why I don't take that stuff anymore. It's sometimes a struggle. That stuff is crazy. There's it's been, like, a, we're not even sure it's legal, but <laughs> yo, put it in some water. There's been a couple of times where I'm just like, what? don't kill anyone. Dude, that happened, to, that happened to me on Sunday for the parades. I, like, pull out in the fucking Yardley, and Yardley Borough is, like, shut down. There's cop fire trucks. Everywhere. I was like, oh, goddamn parade. I looked down at my fucking clock. I'm like, oh, my God. I, I got 30-minute yeah. pre-workout. Ten minutes have gone by. I got 20 minutes until somebody's face is getting ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I'm, like, going back the opposite way, like, beeline back, like, 10 minutes out of my way to get there. Yeah. Got the, every, everybody was okay. My palms are sweating when I'm, like, opening the gym door. Like, <laughs> you couldn't even open it. It's just sliding <laughs> off the door. <laughs> it's just, like, it's so hot. I want to take my shirt off walking in. <laughs> I got 
ascend something really quickly. So you we, get a, yeah, we want to take a pause. Yeah, we let's could, pause. Yeah. I gotta. This is due at six, and I know it's probably like six fifteen. It's six eleven. This episode is brought to you by After Five Media. Uh, I don't know what our slogan is. We're here to make you look good, better than you look in real life. But anyway, providing a safe space for podcasters and listeners alike. <laughs> so the other day, the other day we we came across some oh. shit, dude. We came across some shit. And this is just purely, this is the life I live. I just look Excellent. for, I look for altercations. I look for s- social interactions. And you find them. And sometimes they find me and I'm mm. not ready for it. And then I just got to be ready to remember. It's just my whole life is just, I don't know how to do it. But what happened the other day was m- merely an accident. We were just kind of looking through reviews. We were looking at reviews of the barbecue restaurant that we frequent. We were looking at reviews of Peddler's Village. I was clicking on Google Maps. And then we found a farm that, you know, had two two reviews. It had five, five stars on Google. And it was kind of close to us. And I was like, holy shit, like, I've never heard of this farm before. And we clicked on it. Two reviews. Yeah, it has two five-star reviews. It's wow. the Donardo Den- Family Farm. And I've heard of that about that place. Yeah, so the first review from Justin comments on how Donardo Family Farm has excellent backhoe services. Mm, yeah. And this is when I fucking realized what we were looking at. If you don't recall what the Donardo Family Farm is, last year or two years ago, I think, um, that one dude, Cosmo Donardo... And his cousin, who he, like, tricked into helping him, ended up killing, like, three kids up at this farm in New York. Yeah, I want to see location of it. So I was, somebody I drive through here, and I'm like, where is it? The best part of this whole thing is somebody made a Google listing for the farm, and then somebody made a five-star review saying that they had excellent excavating services or backhoe services. So it's right off 202. Yeah. Is that really where they lived? They still own it, yeah. Oh shit! And so the guy used the excavator to bury the bodies. So, dude, this, I, that's what I was looking at. This, I was kind of like, David and what the fuck, Justin? You son of a bitch, dude! <laughs> Click on Justin's profile. Let's see if we can find out who Justin. Does he have is. other? Can we see what, like what else he comments on? Maybe he's just like a master troll. Yeah, dude, he's added four places. One of those places is not. Let's see what else he's reviewed. Can Let's you go. check the places at it? No, you can't. Yeah, 94 so answers. Crazy. Holy shit, this guy's a fucking Google yeah. hero. Yeah, <laughs> Let's yeah. get, you break iFix. Let's read this. Go back up to this. Let's, brought a Galaxy S10 in for speaker repair. Phone was under warranty by Samsung. And you break iFix is an official Samsung service app. I had a new speaker installed in under two hours. The rep I had, Elliot, was very respectful and knowledgeable. Since it was a Samsung warranty, it was replaced with official Samsung parts. This guy knows his shit. I like Hell this yeah. guy. Yeah. This guy knows his shit. We should have this guy on. Yeah, we should have this guy on. Like, that was I a would. terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, Justin, come on. The question I have is, did he use Cosmo DiNardo for... Ex- like, did he... Was he just making a joke that they have good excavating services? It doesn't maybe, matter. Here's what I like he, about this review. Maybe he actually used Card Cosmo DiNardo this to guy, dig a hole. This guy, he's like, got Samsung parts... 
They included the 90-day warranty. They added another plus. No out-of-pocket of having your phone reformatted. I don't even know what that is, but he gave us some solid information. Like, if I'm going to you break, I fix. I'm like, hey, Justin said that all this shit would happen for my $80 that I pay you or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know like, let's scroll down somewhere. Let's, let's see, see what else. Let's see what other kind of hero shit. Oh, whoa, whoa. We got oh. Philipsburg Some of these are just very, Mall. like, poetic. Number, it's the one star, Philipsburg Mall. But I America's get saddest mall. Two I get it. Up. I never want to go there. People support that. People like Justin. That was an effective thing. No, We're not going to read that. I can't even McCona, He leaves nothing to be desired for what they have done in the local community. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Let's go back up. What is that person for? is a piece of shit. The red, <laughs> the red Barn Milk Company, the owner, McConaughey, leaves nothing to be desired for what they have done to the local community. Jeez, what have done to <laughs> the that local community? Let's Google Red Barn Milk Company current events. Let's see what these fuckers did. Did they, did they pollute the water? I don't know. Did they pollute? Oh, you want me to? Okay. Yeah, there we go. Are they just? Dude, uh, they ha- they have four. Looks like an ice cream store with a, a dairy component, right? <laughs> what, like have they they the, what have they done to the? What have they done to the? Why did I exit the <laughs> fucking map? Yeah, Look just, at this go, shit. just scroll hit, uh, down. Just scroll I, down. Just scroll down. What are you? Trying? I don't know. Click on something else. I don't know. I was panicking. <laughs> yeah, it was, I bro. was watching this interesting uh, Netflix documentary about new uh, tab. Got to get out of here. Get me out of here. Get out of here. You should Google how to like why that X pops up. I Google everything, dude. I Google my job. Like most, <laughs> what is life? Most of my job is Googling. Like, I'm like, how do you do this in this language? And somebody else has already figured it out. So I, like, steal that code, change, like, little things. What the hell was that thing called? Red, Red Barn Milk Company. Red Barn Milk Company? Uh, Why did, I don't understand. Like, you'd think Google solved for everything. That, I, I, that X is, like, really annoying. I just fucking, what happened to the Red Barn? Like, what did they do to the community? Uh. Nice. Maybe they don't do anything for the community. Maybe that's why he's upset. But that would mean that he lives, like, relatively takes near it, there, right? Oh, oh, takes look at it. this. Red Barn Milk Company takes well, they, a combined and It looks like they, br- they brought battle- bottling Not, back to New Jersey. But locally produced milk. They look like nice guys. Yeah. Now I think Justin's a bit of an asshole. Yeah, Justin yeah. Kyle is a bit of an asshole. I think there's Justin, nothing wrong with the Red Barn Milk. Fuck like, you, Phillipsburg, Justin. Like, like, Google search Phillipsburg Mall so we can just see what it looks like because he was, like, yeah, the, the world's saddest mall. Yeah, that's Maybe true. he's just indifferent... <laughs> Your plus sign. What are you speaking? What language are you speaking? <laughs> yeah, speaking <laughs> Elon Musk's son. He's a wing <laughs> yeah, dude, expert. Yeah. Bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> Phillipsburg Mall. Dude's got three stars. That's a Chick Fil A. <laughs> 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 yeah, what the fuck? Oh, oh yeah, that's oh, a sad mall. Dude, what is happening? Look at dude. those stores. Jesus. It doesn't look like it's open anymore. I feel like malls. Would you look buy like this and move in? Well, I would. Like here's what. Here's in. what malls are. Do you remember back in like the early, the late early 2000s? They had like zombie movies, and everybody ends up at the mall. Yeah, they're like yeah. we're gonna hold Ford at the mall. Yeah, like, it's, I mean, it's just, like a strong motif, and like a lot of stuff there. Yeah, but like remember what the malls looked like in those movies? They were like barren, and now that's what fucking malls look like now. That's because they probably filmed those movies in barren malls. Yeah, but back then malls <laughs> still were. I wonder when the malls started to die. Probably malls were big when we were young. Yeah, probably. Those were huge when we were. I would everything's probably say online. like 2008 recession cleaned up. Really, really, Gilmar. Really, everything's online. Yeah, bro. Why do you think Sears closed down? Yo, dude, he's like he's up here adding fucking and subtracting words and shit, dude. He's plus, plus, I get <laughs> it. Plus, minus, plus. What are you fucking Morse code? I'm coding, I think he's on bro. A different, uh, you're on a different <laughs> keyboard, right? Like, if I go to the Apple keyboard, I'll do shit like that because you're you're reaching for like the P, which is up top left. No, I think it's because he's looking. He's like his computer's in front of him, and he's looking at like no, no, he's looking at like ten o'clock. This is why because so 
I, I'm it's using this OBS recording software, and in order for me to picture in the browser, I have hotkeys selected. So uh, minus is to subtract the browser underneath the screen, and plus is to add it back uh, in. Okay. Oh, so hotkeys? That yeah. sounds hot. Hotkeying it in, boy. That sounds, that sounds pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> what Are happened to Phillipsburg Mall? There's a, a whole article on it. Maybe at one point it was. I don't think there's anything of value here. What happened to Phillipsburg Mall? Well. Low yeah, investments, yeah. dude. Oh, though, dude, they're trying to get us to oh. pay. Oh, oh, get out of here. Get out, oh. Gilmar. Oh. Enable ads. Oh, Enable. my God. Oh, no, it's ad blocker. Dude, fuck. Alt F4. Fuck, dude. All, All right. We'll get just out once. Of, just once. We're going to get out of this. Alt F4 okay, will right. close together. any program you're in. Let's go. Let's go to. Let's see what Jake Paul or Logan Paul versus Mayweather is at right now. Let's see what these. DraftKings. They, they're not going to actually fight, right? They're fighting on Sunday. They're waiting. Difference in those guys is ridiculous, right? The talent difference in those guys is different. <laughs> doesn't matter though. Like at a certain point, like does it matter? Probably just. Um, it does actually. I mean, he did fight Canelo, but Canelo always looks. Nah, 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 nah. Mayweather fought Canelo how long ago? Like six, seven years ago. Yeah, not That's a thing. That, that he can Mayweather was definitely like, I'm gonna fight Canelo now. Because I don't want to fight him in five years. But you have to, okay. But like, doesn't Canelo weigh more now? Doesn't he? Fight Canelo a is a thicker, thicker boy. Yeah. But he fights but at a higher weight, weight class, class right? up. Yeah. Oh, just one weight class. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm pretty sure he's still 155 though. But Mayweather's like a 145, isn't? Or I guess that he would fought be one up too though. He the has 144. Oh. Interesting. Was the weight class he was at? I think this. I think fighting is so cool. Like I have no. Like I like to think I I know how to fight, but like throwing that first, I was watching uh, the Gronkowski's try to fight Logan Paul. Yeah, and Logan Paul's like very. He's knows a good. How to do well, it. He's a good. People don't realize that Logan Paul was a college wrestler, so like that that level of athleticism is true. But he's also been working at boxing too. Like you have to still work it. Like you could be. Well, yeah. It helps to be not to have that background. But but if you can, if you he's can been doing this for like two and a half years like, now. If right? you can compete as a college wrestler. You have what it takes to like train through majority of things. Yeah, you still got to learn point. boxing. You right? still have to learn, but you could probably like learn he was more he was going up against like Robert Krause's brothers, who are basically just as big as Robert Krause, <laughs> but they don't know how to they don't know how to box. And it was like they know how to throw punches, I guess, if they land something on someone who doesn't know what they're doing. But he was dipping and dodging, then returning like. His bot, he was like a drunk, he had like kind of like a drunken stance when he was mm. fighting them, which was interesting because he was like, he was far back, but like when he was, re- when he was counter, like their, whatever they did, he was so quick to like close the distance from his arm back here to like a dude up here. Mm. And uh, I don't know, man, I could watch, I, I don't know what I'm looking at when I watch fighting. I'm just like, yeah, punch him. I'm like, that guy's obviously winning. Smash faces. <laughs> you smash. Yeah, these are the betting odds for the fight. Oh, minus 2,000. Paul's money line, plus 900. Well, you know Paul's going to go. They're going to fight on Sunday? Really? Like, this is for sure? They're not going to? No, it's happening. This is a big fight. I didn't care much. People are getting paid. They're getting paid a lot for this. Yeah. Like Ben Askren, was that his name? Oh, yeah, he got fucking paid. He got, he got paid. paid. He paid me. He got. I didn't even pay attention to it. I think he made like 1.6 or 1.7 million. Off the whole thing, I could be wrong. I would get he definitely made over a million dollars. Yo, Gilmar, if we had to like fight you beating the shit out of me, like 
and we could just put it online for 1.7, I'd be like, let's get started right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to retire. Dave and John fought after one of our podcasts. We should time. we should really? film. Yeah, John John and Dave, like, this one time Dave, like, went into John, like, full speed, and it was just, like, <laughs> yeah. hit a wall. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you, I give him props. The best so. way to, to attack John is let him come at you. As soon as he gets tired, then you can maneuver him, but the first... 15 blows to get tired. Like, I was running into him, like, we were doing, like, football stuff and stupid <laughs> shit. And it was a little bit wet out. And uh, he was, like, 285 back then. So you hit 285 pounds. He oh, was yeah. more than that. Yeah. What does he weigh now? Is he I think he weighs two, weight? 280 something now. Does he? Jeez. He was up over three. Oh, well, then I was, yeah. So I don't know. Way out of weight, don't, John, don't class. get mad at me, but I think he was, like, 310. I had no way. I he's could a see big that dude. He's because six he's a big plus guy. And he's, he's a fucking big guy. He's, he's big like man. six. What is he, like 6'1"? I six, think he's 6'2". Six, six, he has to be like 6'2", 6'3". He, he has six, to be. Six, John, if you're listening, I will fight you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I will come to your house and I will beat you in front of your children. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a promise. So you bring it next week on WWW. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I don't know, man. It's <laughs> the wrestling debut. <laughs> It's yeah. four W's, bro. <laughs> worldwide, worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, shit. <laughs> I gotta, I dude, gotta relax, man. Dude, we're gonna close it out with that yeah. worldwide, yeah, worldwide, 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 baby. So, if you enjoying the enjoyed this episode without John, um, he'll be back uh, on Thursday, or. We'll be back recording be Thursday. Beat his ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is Dave Hermes. That's right. Andrew Mann, Gilmar, Rambo, the No Prisoners podcast produced by After Five Media. Go to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to the YouTube. Subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever else you're listening to podcasts on. I could argue if you're not listening to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or watch it on YouTube. I have no idea what planet you're even living on. So find us there. We love you.